Hey, Hollywood Hank here. Quick note on this podcast. I had done a Secret Wars podcast by memory a couple podcasts ago, so I actually looked up at my old comics and went through them and discovered that I had some things really right, and then I had some things that were sort of right, and then I left out things entirely. So I went back through and... I went, I'm going to go through the Secret Wars again, but this time there's going to be a lot of stuff that I left out and some things that I've already discussed. So enjoy. And here's the podcast. Hey, and welcome back to Cool Things with Hollywood Hank. I got a little bit of a confession. Uh, I, I, I took to making some podcasts and then um, I made three and then I wound up deleting all all three of them and uh, the reason was i made them like super long the last one was like this is like uh, an hour and i'm like i don't really you know want to make hour-long podcasts uh, the stuff i was covering was comic book related but while interesting um that is a heck of a long time to listen to a podcast uh, that's cut you know so um, I looked at the three of them, and it's like, this is 48, uh, which some of my podcasts do go over the, my 20-minute mark. I try to keep it to 20 minutes or less. Uh, I don't mind going over 20, but I try to keep it under to 20, uh, or you can go over a little, but I, I was tr- trending where I'm making these super long podcasts, and while what I, w- I was interested in it, and I'm sure you might have interested in some of it, it it's a lot, a lot to get through, and uh, I covered a ton of information of uh, uh, just different, uh, I was, it was about the Secret Wars, uh, and uh, from 2015, and the build-up, what I did was I took the comics, and I I think I went comic by comic, and that's what made them so long, because uh, I didn't prepare, like, bullet points. I just kind of flipped through the pages and tried to describe what was going on. And while some of the things that, that happened in it was interesting, uh, it just didn't quite... Uh, I, did, I didn't want to keep... Uh, people listening for a whole hour uh, particularly if if they were not interested at all or vaguely interested uh, it's better to keep it limited to the 20 minute window if you can or you know you can go over it so my podcast pretty much is what uh, that's my goal is to try to keep it interesting but also keep it a reasonable length so you don't go oh god when is this gonna be over you know particularly if it's a podcast you're listening to of mine that you're not into and you're like this is informative but i just wish it would end no <laughs> you know so um the podcast that i deleted like i said was on the secret wars from 2015 um i mentioned it in a previous podcast uh I don't recall if I mentioned that uh, it started out as a eight issue limited series, the Secret Wars. Um, it, it stalled out, and I don't think they knew how to end it. Um, so they made a ninth one. <laughs> so it's at, by issue six. It still said six of eight, and when issue seven came out, it was seven of nine letting you know that they were going to extend it one more comic book issue. I don't really think they knew how to fix what they had started. The Secret Wars destroyed all the Marvel universes. Um, 
and there was an incredible build-up, which included such things as uh, Namor betraying the Avengers. Well, well Namor, the Avengers, uh, not sort of betraying them. The Avengers built, uh, not the Avengers, the Illuminati, which was Doctor Strange, Mr. Fantastic, uh, some of the smarter people, the Hulk, the smart Hulk, uh, the Beast, Henry McCoy. Um they decided uh, they found they found out about this thing called an incursion which is where planets collide and basically the universe was ending because planets were colliding and different realities were colliding and, and when they did they ceased to exist so their theory was um to save a particular planet or universe or planet you when it went to collide with the other one an incursion uh, maybe they should blow up the other planet so the one planet at least survives uh, the good guys didn't want to necessarily do that so they had built the device and everything and uh, mind wiped captain america so he forgot about it but guess what he like batman in dc he remembered but anyway uh namor pulled the trigger said you guys are too being too soft i'll do it and he blows up the thing and they're like get out of here namor uh and uh, so he doesn't like what they did so he betrays them and goes to the bad side uh in the build-up uh black panther you know in wakanda namor's betrayal gets wakanda destroyed so black panther just tries to kill namor at some points he stabs him in the heart and shoves them off to a planet that they are actually going to blow up to try to save the planet they're on so it's like wow that was a pretty big event uh, uh people died thor got killed fighting beyonders they killed one beyonder and uh then hundreds of them came flying out at him and you knew thor and the group he was with died um dr doom was doing his own thing trying to find out how to stop these incursions and he teamed up with uh, of all people dr strange and uh you know before secret wars even began um uh, or while it's wild arts were com our earth was about to be destroyed the marvel universe and the marvel ultimate universe was going to be destroyed uh doom was fighting the beyonders and the he wound up killing the beyonders and when the power was there for the taking in the secret war comics um dr strange could have taken it and he chose not to he didn't want to be omnipotent uh, but dr doom of course wanted to be so he remade all of the realities that he could save and crunched them all into a giant world called battle world and in that battle world uh he even uh he recreated everything and uh he created uh, the people that died uh, and it, what he did was he basically took reed richard's family and made them his family they grew basically grew up knowing doom or the history was changed to where Doom was the father of, of Reed's children, but secretly there are Reed's, I guess, and he was married to uh, the Invisible Woman in this universe, even though he's God of that universe. Um, so there's a there's two life rafts that survived the big incursion in Secret Wars. One has Reed Richards and a few heroes like Spider Man and uh, even Ultimate Spider Man and. Then there's another life raft with the evil Marvel Ultimate Universe, Reed Richards, which is much younger. 
uh, and Thanos and his cabal that murder people and stuff in it. So they start fighting over battle world. They want to immediately, they want to depose doom. Uh, and, uh, Reed Richards, uh, doesn't think, uh, um, Doom should be god of this world, and he's he's kind of mad that he's created this monstrosity battle world, which is basically it, it is a monstrosity if you saw it. It's got zombies. It's got um, different patchwork worlds together, universes together, and all of it. Uh, he arranged all the worlds that he put together on Battle World. Uh, to have houses kind of like Game of Thrones. So each little land, there was like 40-something lands that I read off on that other one. That's why it was so long. Um, that uh, they all had their barons that all came and met with Doom and reported to him in case anything strange happened and he would go and fix it. Um, at some point, Doctor Strange discovers, you know, Doom doesn't know that anyone survived all those incursions. Doctor Strange discovers, hey, the original Reed Richards is alive, and not only that, Thanos and all them are alive. And so Doom gets coaxed into a battle, and he's going to basically kill them all. So Doctor Strange scatters them to the wind of the all-over battle world where Doom can't find them, and he demands them be um, to be brought back to him. And when he doesn't, he just kills Doctor Strange. And he tells his family, uh, Reed Richards' real daughter, Val, who thinks she's Doom's daughter, that it was Reed Richards that killed uh, Doctor Strange. And everybody was upset that Doctor Strange died. Um, so, anyway, at the end of Secret Wars, uh, when Reed Richards finally catches up to uh, Doom, or Doom catches up to Reed Richards. Uh, let me backtrack just a second. Um, Doctor Strange left a failsafe in case uh, Doom went crazy, and he he knew maybe somebody would survive this the incursions. Uh, so he told uh, Black Panther, his fellow Illuminati buddy, him and Reed Richards, his plan. So while um, this big battle brewing t is distracting Doom. Uh, Black Panther and Namor, of all people, even though he tried to kill him, are working together <laughs> to get uh, and they into Doctor Strange's stash, which is, has an Infinity Gauntlet. Surprise, surprise, not like the movie. Uh, he can wield it like it's nothing, you know, the Infinity Gauntlet. <laughs> and uh, so he basically uh, is fighting Doom with the Infinity Gauntlet. Black Panther with an Infinity Gauntlet, duking it out with Doom. And uh, when he's starting to get the upper hand on Black Panther... Uh, and Doom's kind of saying, you know, you lost, I'm about to kill you or whatever. And Black Panther's like, we were just a distraction. He's like, distraction. And so he teleports to where uh, Reed Richards is, and uh, they get in a, they're in a place where uh, Doom used Molecule Man to get all his power and to transform him into. Uh, be able to kill the Beyonders. So, and Molecule Man's kind of crazy. So, Doom and Reed get in this argument, and uh, Molecule Man puts them on uh, equal level, where they're the same power, probably uh, either both godlike or Doom's more manlike. And um, they start duking it out, uh, and uh, Doom. Reed Richards basically says, uh, you know, 
well, says, you know, I forgot what he how exactly he said it, but basically he made Doom admit that if Reed had the power Doom had, he would have done it better than Doom. And he was so angry at this, he said, you're, he said, yes. And then he, but I'm going to kill you now. And then Molecule Man um, ended it right there and started uh, making and changed the power structure where Reed had the power. Um, it doesn't show this, but it just kind of lets you know everything starts disappearing and going blank again like an incursion. Kind of like if you're familiar with the Crisis series where Crisis on Infinite Earths, everything went white. Everything starts going white. So the Black Panther sees it happening, so he takes the yellow stone off the Infinity Gauntlet and clutches it in his hand. And when he opens it, he's back in Wakanda, and everything's back to normal. Uh, the Earth is back. All the universes are slowly being rebuilt, unbeknownst to us, by Reed Richards, which was interesting. And uh, and then Reed Richards even kind of uh, fixed Doom's face and gave him a second chance on Earth. And at the end of Secret Wars, Doom's kind of laughing. He's like, "Hey, you know," he doesn't say it, but he you know he realizes Reed gave him a second chance because he Reed always saw the good in Doom. He just uh, you know couldn't understand why Doom was acting the way he did. Um, couple of things uh, that I'll go over real quick because I want to do a second part to the podcast is um, there were things going on like that was the year the crappy Fantastic Four movie came out that Marvel didn't own so they totally ended like uh, the Fantastic Four comic not only that all Marvel comics for the Secret Wars event um, so they knew going forward when they rebooted everything, they weren't going to bring the Fantastic Four back. And I think that's why there was a delay. They were like, we don't want to bring the Fantastic Four back. Let's uh, give make Reed uh, this godlike being to recreate the universes with his family. So him, the Invisible Woman, and his kids started rebuilding all the destroyed universes, how they were supposed to be originally, back to normal, restoring them to what they were, not trying to influence them or change them, but putting them back to what they were supposed to be. Uh, it never does tell you what happens to the thing or the human torch. Uh, you know, in the Secret Wars, they're in there and they die, but when it gets rebooted and everything, it doesn't tell you, hey, what happened to them. They show up in some of the relaunched uh, Marvel Comics line. It was a brave thing to do to destroy the universes and uh, a publicity thing too because then you can read this crazy storyline and then basically start over with all new number ones. Oh, I got Spider-Man number one or X-Men number one and uh, just start over and start reading. Uh, another crazy thing that happened was uh, they, there was Secret War series was delayed. It was delayed so badly that they released... Uh, the number one thing, uh, number one issues before it ever ended, there were still like two issues in Secret Wars left to go. That's how behind it was. But uh, none of the new universe launching really spoiled anything. They released the things, the issues that wouldn't spoil anything. So you had Spider-Man and Iron Man running around and you had no idea how Secret Wars had even ended yet, which was kind of careless of Marvel. And it, I don't know if they just creatively couldn't figure out a good way to end it. Um, Secret Wars to me started strong and then sort of ended sort of weak. It was a cool to see Doom fight Reed, uh, but and just the way it all kind of went down was kind of like uh, it felt rushed as you read it. All right, well, we're gonna go to a quick break before we turn this into one of those super long podcasts that I did with all these books. I literally they, I had three sets of books out and each set, two sets were forty minutes apiece. And then the Secret Wars itself, which I thought would go faster, went to an hour and something. And I was like, no, it cannot be this long. So thanks for listening to this first part. And we're going to take a short break. 
Welcome back to Cool Things with Hollywood Hank. I'm the host, Hollywood Hank, and uh, now it's time for the second part of the podcast. Um, I'm going to talk about a little about wrestling, then I may go off on a tangent on something else, you know, just find, oh, look, that's pretty, I'm going to go that way. Um, uh, if you've not heard of AEW, um, you can find it, uh, things about it on YouTube and online, uh, and AEW is a new wrestling organization that has started uh and it's sort of looking very hot and interesting. Um, they have stars like, uh, you, you may, re- from WWE, recognize Cody Rhodes. Uh, if you've never heard of the Young Bucks or Kenny Omega, they are sort of founders of the company with a huge financial backer. Uh, it's so huge that they're selling out arenas everywhere. And their shows are better than WWE. There's a lot of action. There's things that people want. They want more, uh, not more of the same. The shows are different. Uh, uh, sometimes some would say it's more. Uh, it, I mean, it's probably for a little bit older people. Not like you have to be a certain age to watch it. It's just the uh, WWE is a little watered down because they have to adhere to certain guidelines because of sponsors or they'll lose sponsors. Like they can't have this or they can't have that, which might be very interesting to us and not really harmful to anyone, but the sponsors are like, "Oh, I don't want to have that guy's bullying that guy. You can't have him say that or no blood." And uh, this is uh, more like wrestling uh, from some of the clips I've seen, should have been, and WWE should be. And if it starts really hurting WWE, I think WWE will benefit from copying it or changing to a style similar to it. Um, they even have a TV deal. I don't know the date. I'll have to find that. But there's a TV deal for to be on TNT. They're not going to, as far as I know, they're not going to run opposite Monday Night Raw, like a Monday Night War. But uh, they're going to be on a different day. Um, they did a pay-per-view um, Saturday where Chris Jericho wrestled Kenny Omega from New Japan Wrestling, but he's now AEW, for the number one contention spot. Or actually for a spot at, at the championship. Another man, uh, Hangman, I forgot the rest of his name, sorry guy, uh, won a battle royal. And he's the other number one contender to the new AEW world title. So Jericho wound up beating uh, Kenny Omega in the match, uh, which was, uh, I hear, a good match. I want to see it. Uh, I've got to try to be a cheapskate and try to find it for free on YouTube or clips of it. I've seen small clippets of it, but, you know, the only way to see it is really to purchase their pay-per-view on pay-per-view. You can see uh, different clips on YouTube, of course. Um, But... uh, they are like Cody battled uh, his brother and WWE Gold Dust or Dustin Runnels, and um, basically, um, it was a I heard, what I've heard people talk about described was a great match, and uh, uh, and it just shows that uh, a performer like Gold Dust uh, WWE had this great wrestler that could do these great things and great matches and they stuck him in the character mold and said hey you're only going to do this and be comic relief and it's like here's somebody with talent and uh, you've basically just stuck on this formula that you think is the way to go doesn't matter what the fans say you know how to run a wrestling business and that's how some people feel i don't know if that's wwe's attitude but a lot of people feel that they choose what uh, they think we want to see and they don't listen and they won't change and if they don't it will eventually hurt them 
the AEW is different and uh it's so different that uh, a big star like um WWE's Dean Ambrose from the Shield fame um he left uh, when his contract expired he was tired of being underused and uh just not being able to be creative and uh, uh they were kind of wasting him every time they used him they kind of just wasted Dean Ambrose it was like here's a guy that's talented has charisma you know is a good wrestler and they're just kind of focusing on you know the John Cena's or they want to push Roman Reigns big you know and it's like you know he's cool but what about all these other people or and then all these people that they push they forget there's other talented people that people might want to see. So he didn't resign and he went under an old wrestling name. I don't know if it's his real name, John Moxley. So he shows up at AEW, a former WWE guy, shows up at the end and starts attacking Jericho and then the ref and then he attacks. Um, man, I want to call him Kenny Omega. There we go. I was like, I kind of not remember Kenny Omega's name. I'm pretty tired, I guess. But uh, so he had basically attacked everyone. Uh, and just listening to different reviews of the shows, uh, uh, you could see. Uh, I follow um, a lot of uh, wrestlers on wrestle channels on YouTube that um, upload their stuff. Uh, I'm. I apologize for not knowing their name. My mind's kind of trying to think and talk at the same time, and I, and I'm being tired doesn't help. Um, basically, they review wrestling, and uh, a lot of what's been going on with WWE is this ratings are in decline. Uh, the new twenty four seven title is uh, either rumored or confirmed to be because uh, the USA Network didn't like that the third hour of Raw and even the second hour the ratings were starting to tank. And the reason they they said, hey, you've got to make it more interesting and how how about this and the WWE took it and ran with it and made a really ugly title and now you have a 24-7 title that is defended 24-7 which is draws some interest in and uh the the whole premise is they're just doing the same old thing they're not changing they're not evolving and AEW is set to be a brand new, fresh thing that I think will explode all over. And just listening to um, everybody who's reviewed it, uh, the, the last pay-per-view from Saturday, they just uh, the way they describe it, it makes me want to see it. Uh, the clips I've seen uh, that are on YouTube of different things, uh, it makes it look very interesting and cool. Um, uh, it's something, you know to be on the lookout for if you're a wrestling fan look for AEW on youtube uh there are matches they've already done uh, from previous uh, pay-per-view onlys before they had their tv deals and uh now they are growing and growing fast especially after this last saturday pay-per-view uh, i'm recording this podcast on a monday i used to watch monday night raw all the time i don't watch it ever now really i don't i just might read the reviews or I might read like, okay, this happened on it. Okay, that's boring, that's boring, that's boring. The things I want to see, they just won't do. They want to do the same old thing. So I'm interested to see how how their reaction is is to AEW, what they did. They did something very interesting. Cody Rhodes uh, sent a message to Triple H. It was sort of a subtle, not subtle message. Uh, before his match with uh, Dustin, his brother, um, his wife reached under the ring and gave him a sledgehammer, which is a trademark, of, of course, of... Well, not really a trademark, but he used it a lot, Triple H. Um, and uh, so 
he walks up to a, a staged area and uh, what they the people on multiple videos had told me is the there was a and I saw the photo of it and I, I think I haven't watched the video of him doing it yet but uh, there was a photo of the chair and the chair was like uh, uh, something like a I want to say crown, but I mean throne. It's a throne, and it's like got Triple H's symbol in the back, and it's got skulls on it. Something like he would come out to sitting in and at WrestleMania, and so he takes this. Cody takes a sledgehammer and breaks with one hit. Breaks it's rigged to break, of course. Breaks that whole thing down in one hit, you know. And and I was like, and they were like, wow, that sends a message to the WWE. I don't. I think Cody said, uh, I think he, he might have said something to Hunter, too, audibly. Uh, so I'm trying to remember. I'm about to rewatch that and see. But uh, So that's what's going on in wrestling. I, real quick, the Transformers, the been kind of slow on Transformers. I think I've caught up. I know there's a lot coming out that I'm going to. They're very expensive. I can't wait to get. The last Transformer purchase I made was Laserbeak and Ravage, Siege War for Cybertron. Um, Laserbeak itself is, um, if you remember the original Transformers uh, cartoon, when uh, you first see Laserbeak before he, you know, they crash him earth uh his original form on cybertron uh, is represented here it's not the actual to me laser beak uh, you know because I, I remember how laser break g1 looked this looks like the cybertron one from season one ravage looks kind of clunky looks like uh, only ravage could look they transform into what little they look like tapes but they're not tapes it shows Soundwave just with them on his shoulders for some reason. Uh, Soundwave actually does, you can put one of them, I don't think you can put both of them in there, one of them is in his chest plate as well. But uh, they still transform into tape-looking things, but I guess the times are different, and most children would not probably, I don't, I, I don't know if they'd be like, what is this, is this a tape cassette? Because even CDs are starting to slowly disappear because everything goes digital. So, But that was, that was my last Transformer purchase was Laserbeak and Ravage. It was a small purchase, and I'm looking forward to the new waves of trying to collect them as they come out. Uh, some of them are going to be a bit pricey, so it's going to be a slow go. Uh, thanks for listening to the podcast. This has been a podcast from Cool Things with Hollywood Hank. It's your host, Hollywood Hank, saying, hey, you know, Buy a Transformer. You might like it. If not, uh, try, look up AEW. I think uh, if you're a jaded wrestling fan like I am, it kind of gives you hope. Like, hey, I can actually start watching some wrestling now instead of just reading about the crappy WWE product or going back on WWE Network and watching the good old stuff that are really old. So uh, this is Hollywood Inc. Sign off.